Welcome to the At The Coalface podcast with your host, Jason Greenwood. This podcast is all about what it's really like in the trenches of digital and e-commerce. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I have an absolutely cracking episode for you today. I have an amazing guest here with me today, and I'm really looking forward to our chat. Welcome to Nick Pasherlock, co-founder and CEO of Calculates and a product owner of Amasti. Welcome, Nick. Hi, Jason. Hi, everyone. Nice to meet you all. It is awesome to have you here. Now, before we dive straight into Calculates and what you do and how you do it and all that exciting stuff, you've obviously been in e-commerce for a very long time, CEO and founder of Social Mart. You are a product director at AskMir. You are a partner at the Man Group. You've been an entrepreneur for a very long time prior to that, owner of Event Tours, and you were at Parallels. So look, you've been in this space for a really long time. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Amasti period and everything else, because that's because I've got a fair bit of experience with them as well. But maybe you could tell us a little bit about how you landed in the e-commerce space originally. Yeah, a true, very long story about these ITs and companies I was involved. So basically, my story with e-commerce started with my previous company that I have launched back in 2012. It's called Social Mart. So we were trying to build a social commerce, actually. It was... In Russia, good time for business uh, when every IT company experienced a good, a good growth. And there is a company called, it's like Russian Google, and they actually have multiple products besides search. And one of them is uh, their product marketplace. And uh, it was a really, really startup time, I would say. Yeah, so... Everyone wanted to launch their own startup, including so in in Russia, it was like pretty much the same. So there were pretty, pretty bu- buzzy industry, but in the very, in, in its very initial state with my co-founders, with friends of mine, we just had an idea of social commerce and Yandex, uh, they had an API, like newly launched API with this marketplace that they had called Young's Market and we just uh, decided that it would be our business model so we just would use their API and get revenue revenue share with them and we applied to some competitions so they used to have uh, startup competitions and we actually won it and we got a grant from Yandex and this is how actually the story of my first like e-commerce startup began i hope this has answered your question (laughs) yeah absolutely look what better way to get into it than to be dealing with marketplaces and social commerce and what better way to to get your feet wet this is going back more than a decade ago commerce was i wouldn't say it was young but certainly i guess perhaps in in russia at the time still a little bit immature obviously very mature now and then you ultimately made the shift to bratislava in slovakia and that's where you're based now. And tell us how you got involved with Amasti. And the reason why I asked that question is because for the first nearly decade of my career, I was heavily involved in the Magento ecosystem. And I don't know too many projects, uh, at least too many complex projects that didn't involve at least one Amasti extension. So certainly uh, Amasti, very big name in the Magento ecosystem. 
and certainly from the shipping aspect of things. Amasti really had, with their matrix rates and a whole bunch of other things, there was a lot going on with Amasti and Magento right from the pretty early days. Yeah, correct. Okay. Yes. So basically in 2014, I had a strong, I was like convinced that there is no way for me to build international business from Russia, but I really wanted to have one. This was like a huge motivation for me to make with my business together. So I was thinking about to make my social mart company together, of course, with my co-founders to make it international. And I actually was trying to do this. So I just moved to Bratislava. There was a couple of alternatives I was choosing from, but both of them in, in the European Union. I've moved to Bratislava with my wife and kid, and this is where I proceed with Social Mart. But I realized that technically we were really sticked to Yandex and to do a pivot towards international market. It just involved uh, like multiple developer things that, that we just realized that it's not a good idea to do this. And then I just met my friend. It wasn't a friend, but I met Andre. He's founder of Amnesty, basically in Bratislava. So because they have an office here in Bratislava. And uh, this is where I actually just, we just had a good uh, platform for conversation and, and friendships because it was related to e-commerce, my business, his business. But I just realized that basically. I need to, to quit Social Mart because there is no way for me to do the international business with it. And I just started to search for a job. And Andrew was the guy who I just sent my resume. And this is how I became product manager at, but initial offer from Andre was to like, Hey, get some experience at Amazon and then let's build something new. So this is how I got an experience in Magento modules, especially shipping modules. And then after six months working at Amnesty, I actually, we just started this new project within Amnesty. And then after half a year, another half a year, we just, we just took it from Amnesty and now it's like independent company and Amnesty is our fellow company, I would say. So. That's how the things are going. Makes absolute sense. So sorry, what is the relationship between Amasti and Calculates now? Is there no no direct association or is it a is it held by Amasti or is it completely independent? Now it's completely independent. But initially, of course, like Amnesty was like a parent company. So it was a big leverage for us, of course, because Amnesty is a big company, international company. They have many clients. We, of course, use this resource to, to do the initial customer development. So we used to do a lot of interviews with existing customers to build calculates. So they really helped us to, to prioritize features and functionality that we uh, built as a first like MVP and like the first version of calculates. Yeah, but well, now it makes sense. But, yeah. I guess it's one e-commerce specialist, one e-commerce giant helping another. So makes complete sense. Yes, yes, totally. This is uh, this is a big advantage that we got at the very beginning because also another marketing activities that we were able to do with them together 
to get our first Magento clients. As you may know that Calculate is a multi-platform solution, so we are not Magento only. We are currently integrated with WooCommerce and Shopify, and that was an initial idea to do a multi-platform solution. But of course, we started with Magento because we had that experience and we had that client base from MST. So yes so now of course we are getting more and more clients from other platforms but our initial initial client base was fully magenta merchants makes complete sense msd is so well known in the magento ecosystem easy to tap into that network and benefit from the network effects makes complete sense but as you say now you're shopify woo as well which is which opens up a much larger market for you and starts getting you into the path of the SaaS space as well, which is always a good thing. And if we start to think about CalcuRates now and where you're at, you're a multi-carrier shipping software platform. You're a SaaS platform, plugs into your Magento, your Shopify, WooCommerce store, whatever, whichever store you're running. And it, basically what it does is it's a shipping rate calculator, right? So that basically it allows the customer to, to access the right shipping methods and rates at checkout appropriate for them based on the rules that the merchant has set. So it allows you to, as a merchant, it allows you to control your packaging, allows you to control dimensional shipping, multi-carrier, having multiple carriers, making rules about what carriers apply in what scenarios, supports click and collect, custom shipping options, ranging all the way from table rates to custom tariffs, custom handling costs, and everything else. Shipping rules, zones, restrictions, countries, products. Basically, if it has to do with shipping, it allows a merchant to manage all of those rules and the resultant customer experience in a hyper-granular way. Yeah, that's correct. I'm really happy that you got an idea of our service, but also let me let me add something to it. The thing is, we are all about storefront shipping for now. So there is a checkout shipping level, which we are in, and also post, post checkout shipping level, which is label generation, returns, packaging and so on and so forth. So we are all about rates accuracy at your checkout. The main problem, the key pain point that we are trying to solve, we are seeing that larger e-commerce, they are losing, whether losing or whether they make the customers overpay for shipping, whether they are losing money on shipping or they make the, the customers to overpay for it. So what we are, aiming for is to reduce the gap between shipping rates displayed at the checkout and true shipping costs that e-commerce bear. So we help you to basically enable cost-effective shipping at the checkout. I know some e-commerce business, they are trying to hide their shipping costs into product price. This is this tactics makes sense when you are not in competitive niche of e-commerce business this makes sense but if you are in competitive industry you are losing competition if you include uh, shipping costs into product prices i think for this kind of business calculates is a really good idea is a really good solution for them to solve this cost efficiency and yeah, so we are actually, our target e-commerce is like mid and large e-commerce, I would say. So 
those those e-commerce with significant order volume when shipping costs become a significant part of the business yeah it makes sense obviously you have to get to a certain scale to justify the cost of an extension or a module or an app like yours but when you are when you get to that scale where these sort of fixed rates no longer make sense for your business, then you have to have technology that allows you to scale. It just, when you start getting really complex rules down to the SKU level or destination country level or surcharge, or you want to offer different services at different level. In, in a given country, you might want to offer same day, next day, ultra premium services. There's all sorts of different combinations of services that merchants will like to offer to customers, but without technology to allow you to help manage that and have the essential conduit connection and integration with the carriers themselves to be able to pull down via API the real-time rates, be able to present those to customers in, in a user-friendly, consumer-friendly way. Without technology to make that happen, it's just virtually impossible. And basically, you've just got to use the standard rate tables and create a standard rate table in something like Shopify or Magento. So it doesn't allow you to have the level of flexibility and cascading rule set that something like Calculates allows you to have. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So lack of like vanilla Shopify, WooCommerce, Magento functionality forces us to do this solution. So we're just trying to fill this gap. And yeah, those interviews that we've done when I was part of Amnesty, they helped us much to, to reveal this these pains. And so we just got multiple confirmations from, from clients that this is this is a real pain. And uh, it actually led to a solution complex, uh, complexity. So basically, there is no like s certain feature, like a, a single feature that we might start with. So as, as you have already told that we have multiple features, like starting from like flat rates, custom shipping rules, live rates, and so on, yeah, delivery dates shipping on product pages. Today's merchants, they are looking for this kind of complex solution. We felt that single modules, they do not really satisfy fully their needs. You should combine different kinds of modules to achieve what you need. And sometimes there are comp a, a compatibility issues between those modules. So the challenge for us was that we couldn't start with some small MVP, so we spent a pretty long period of time, like about six, eight months to develop a complex solution. And even that wasn't, wasn't enough. So we started to get feedback from the first clients and the problem also with Magento merchants that there is no like a single feature that all merchants want. So every individual merchant, uh, they want a specific feature another merchant want its own feature. Of course, so we started to prioritize those features, but I must say that our current development process is mostly based on our clients' feedback and it works well. Since we identify the feature, another feature that is required by, that is requested by, by like a few of our clients, then it started to satisfy other clients' needs. There's often overlap between merchants, but there is, I totally agree with you, there are always scenarios, particularly as it relates to shipping, that are very merchant specific. And it is oftentimes very heavily dictated by the vertical that you operate in. Obviously, the shipping requirements and complexity of furniture 
versus supplements, which can only be shipped maybe into certain countries or certain regions, but maybe not others, versus, say, fashion, which is usually small, light, and can be shipped everywhere. Those three scenarios are radically different. And so when you're thinking of a furniture retailer that's selling online versus a supplement supplier versus a fashion supplier, that set of requirements, although you know on the surface you'd think well, it's all the same, right? You need to be able to ship it from one location. You need to be able to get it to another location. And if you've got stores, you need to be able to support, click, and collect. But when you dig under the bonnet, and as a consultant, this is something that I see every single day, once you dig underneath the bonnet, there are so many different variables involved with different verticals that are very, very complex. So you need to have a very flexible rules engine and a very broad selection of carriers that you integrate with to support these different verticals. Now, I'm guessing, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, one of the things that perhaps differentiates calculates from, I don't know, other competitors, say Shipper HQ, Webshop Apps. So there's lots of there's lots of other vendors out there that say that they'll help you calcu- calculate your shipping rates and give accurate rates at checkout. But one of the things that that sounds like you differentiate yourself is that you fulfill two gaps. You not only help the merchant to create the rules that generate the rates that the customer sees and interacts with, but you also integrate with the carriers to generate the labels. Now, in my experience, most of the time you have a separate shipping engine, say a shipper HQ, but then you have a then you have a separate carrier aggregator integration. Down here in Australia, New Zealand, there's ShipIt, there's Star ShipIt, there's a number of carrier aggregators that actually do the label generation once the order is actually placed. And it feels like you guys are trying to combine all of those rules and rating functionality plus the carrier integration all in the same platform, plus the post-purchase experience and perhaps even the returns experience similar to say a loop returns or something like that, you guys handle reverse logistics as well. So it feels like you're trying to, as much as possible, build very much an all-in-one platform for merchants, turnkey, end-to-end. Actually, we were trying to do that. So we actually were trying to cover not only checkout level of shipping, but also post-checkout, which is label generation returns. And But what we have noticed that of course this is very that brings even more complexity so we we are really strong on checkout level shipping and we did label generation for magento because we are integrated with carriers with major carriers and but it was a choice for us so to, to try to cover it all or to focus on on certain level of shipping and uh, our decision was to focus on storefront shipping only. So we are now focusing only on sales shipping rates at the checkout. That also involves integration with carriers, of course, because this is where we are getting real-time rates and estimated delivery dates from carriers. And for now, we just decided to kind of not move into direction of post-checkout shipping, but we still keep it in mind because we realize that this this complexity and this level of yeah cover it all. This is what most of our clients want. However, I must say that, for instance, in the U.S., which is of course our major market for us, our U.S. merchants, uh, most of them, they are using ShipStation for 
label generation and they are using our solution for shipping at the checkout. So we are getting a strong signal of this complex solution with label generation also from the UK merchants because ship stations are not presented there. So that's why we are getting this signal from the UK market. So it's still an open question, I would say, for us. So we didn't decide yet uh, if we are going to go into label generation story. But of course, this is like a good, uh, a good opportunity for us. Yeah, absolutely. And so what, as of today, because you're still a, you're still a young company, right? You really, you've been doing this just over three years now. So it's still relatively early days. You're not, a, you're not a brand new startup. It's not the first 12 months, but certainly still young, certainly still have a long road ahead in terms of where you probably want to get to from a features and functionality standpoint. But as of today, what would you say is your biggest differentiating factor versus some of the other big competitors out there, like the Shipper HQs of the world, what is, it, what is it that you guys are doing or have done and built into your platform that you really think, hey, this really sets us apart. This really differentiates us from some of the other rates calculators that are out there in the market. Of course, the first thing I would like to mention is like our experience with Magento and shipping modules. So our team has a big experience behind and this experience that what really helped us to build the solution that we have now then another thing that we are we brought flexibility into our pricing model we did a lot of experiments with pricing and finally we came up to to combination of subscription and usage based pricing which works well so we got we are getting a good conversions since we have changed this pricing and so it means our actually pricing model allows of any size to be onboarded into our platform because we even have a, a free plan that is that is limited but sometimes it's enough it's enough in terms of number of credits we call it credits some some like internal internal evaluation of requests that api calls that are, are being made from a merchant's side so basically we are not f focusing on enterprises therefore it was probably i don't know we just can't give them maybe that level of like complexity of the, the rules and uh, we also do not deal with ltl carriers up to this moment so basically we are focusing mostly on mid and large e-commerce e but also small e-commerce are also with us because because of our pricing model another thing i would say we have a great dimensional shipping algorithms so we call it the smart packaging so we basically what we do, we are able to virtually prepack your order before before get a quote from any carrier based on on product dimensions and your list of packages. Our algorithm is is able to prepack this order and then get the result of certain packages. This order is going to be shipped, and we are requesting rates based on on those smart packaging results makes sense look it's a it's a complex space and the uh, reality is that there's no one solution that's going to work for every single merchant 
And so having options is good. It's good for the ecosystem where one where one platform might be very regional, regionally strong in one area. Another platform will be regionally strong in another area. And so there's no way that one shipping integration platform can, for example, integrate with all carriers globally everywhere around the world, small, medium, large carriers, bulk carriers, et cetera, et cetera. I think this is a good thing. Specializing in kind of the SMB space for you guys makes sense. You know, whereas, for example, ShipperHQ might focus more on the enterprise end of the market. And, and it shows in, and it's reflected in the pricing. It's reflected in the complexity of the platform. It's reflected in the complexity of using the platform and leveraging the platform and getting it up and running with an e-commerce merchant's website and getting it integrated and running. Whereas for you guys, obviously, ease of use, ease of getting up and running in the platform, ease of setting rates, ease of setting rules is clearly a priority for you. And so is your pricing. So that makes complete sense. There's room in this industry for everyone. So, you know, you don't have to be all things to all merchants. You just have to be the right thing for the right merchant. So that makes complete sense for you to have that laser focus. Now, if we were to look out 6, 12, 18 months from today, what are the key areas of functionality for you that you say, hey, we love what we do and we think we do it damn well, but we would love to add this piece of functionality or these areas of functionality or expand these areas of functionality over the next 6, 12, 18 months. Okay. Let me also probably a little bit get back to the previous question and because I would like to also mention our service part as an as an advantage and our we are really focusing on our service parts i like to say that we are not just a software right so we are also a service and this this so i should also tell you about what we do in terms of service so we are offering we know that the shipping is complex it becomes even more complicated when you have complicated shipping rules and when you have multiple shipping rules, you need time to set this up. You need to onboard to the service and know how it all works. Uh, what we do, screencast videos in addition to our text user guides. So what we also do, we do configurations assistance, uh, which is free of charge. So we give two hours of configuration for free. And then we charge $50 uh, per hour for additional hours of configuration. but. Uh, most of our configurations that we do, our team is able to do it within within two and three hours, two or three hours. So I think this is also a very important part of such a solution like like we do, because yeah, because of the complexity of the shipping and all those rules. So many of our merchants they use this kind of service of configuration, and we just we just happy to set this to to pass our experience to them because of course we know our service uh, better than everyone. So we just I just not to use it and just also keep our service apart, and that what helps much to us and to our our merchants as well we also do slack support so we have our slack community and that helps merchants to exchange ex experience in terms of shipping and it also help us to provide better on-time support for our merchants yeah but uh, let's get back to your to your question let's talk about our plans so basically we are now covering just those three platforms. So it's uh, Magento, WooCommerce, and Shopify. 
but there are still some major platforms uncovered. So we are planning to integrate with big commerce within the next three months. Then I suppose it would be PrestaShop and also we are looking into shopware. So I think this is still a good scaling opportunity for us to just be presented in those platforms that we are not presented yet. So we would focus on those things. Also in terms of features, so we, so most of, of our features are already presented at Magento, but there are still some limitations. So you probably know that Shopify is pretty limited in terms of pin API. So that's why we need to put extra investments into the part of, for instance, there is a shipping on product page feature that is not live on Shopify yet, but we have it on Magento. So we are trying to bring it to Shopify, but of course, uh, we face with some Shopify limitations, which we are also planning to, to beat, to make it work. So yeah, like I think, yeah, what we are seeing now, and it was like pretty evident for us that Shopify is a very big platform and there are like many merchants there and like we see this, this trend. So every second client that comes to us, they say, Hey, I want Amazon-like shipping. So this is a very common expression nowadays. And uh, so for instance, this shipping on product pages with a countdown. So this is the top requested feature I would say for now. So we are now working on it. So this is also in our roadmap for the next uh, three, six months. But as I said, most of our development nowadays is based on our customers' feedback. So we are trying to listen carefully for our clients. Of course, of course, we are not like we are trying to like to prioritize because if you just start to satisfy every single client request, it's gonna be pretty pretty busy and. Uh, there is no focus so like on certain segment and niche. So we are trying to listen carefully, of course, but we also trying to prioritize those things that we hear from our clients. Also, yeah, also I should mention LTL sh shipping. So we, we are now in investigating this part because this is something different from small parcel shipping, of course. And it's more complex. There are additional data we, we would need to grab from, from, from the platform. So still trying to hear our customer's voice in terms of, is it like really worth it? Or should we just focus on small parts of shipping? So you see, so there are pretty early stage startup things still happen in our business. And of course, uh, we experiencing some growth pains, uh, these kind of things. Like, so we are, are trying to balance like between trying to keep our team pretty compact. And then of course, we do not want to increase to, so the, the time of our support not to be increased. So that's why we are hiring more people also. Make makes sense. Makes sense. Now you are you, your pricing is listed on your website, and as you say, you've got that free tier that anybody can get started and try for free, and that works for merchants that are doing say less than about 150 monthly orders. You then have other tiers: a small, medium, large store, 
229 a month. So pricing very reasonable for this level of functionality absolutely feels like a very fair price considering you do give personalized service, personalized onboarding, free live chat voice support and Slack support. So yeah, good good on you for giving that level of white glove service with a very you know fair price. And so that's very good. Now, if people want to get a hold of you, if they want to learn more about CalQRates, are they best to simply go to CalQRates.com? Is that the best place for them to go? Or should they reach out to you on LinkedIn? What is the best way for people to find out more? And I'll just spell that out just so that everyone knows how to spell it. E-L-A-L-C-U-R-A-T-E-S.com. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a play of words, I would say. We calculate. Yes. So basically, regarding how to reach us, of course, it's better to enter our website, calculate.com. And yes, yeah, so there are there is a possibility to request a demo. So feel free to book a demo with me or my colleagues. I also do demos for our clients. It's also possible to request a configuration. So you would need to fill some form to tell us about your shippings that you have. And also we have our YouTube channel where you can have a look how the service looks from the inside. And we have those video guides based on certain features. So if you want, if you would like to know how our dimensional shipping is sold, feel free to watch the video about this on our YouTube and also landing cost feature, for instance, for your international shipping, of course. So there is a video for it. So you can just see what we are doing with international shipping, how we are able to display those duties and taxes on your checkout. Love it. Nick, this has been a fantastic time together. We're coming down to the end of our session, and I'd like to turn the microphone over to you to ask me one question. Any question you can be business-related, can be personal, either way. So I'd like to turn the microphone over to you, Nick Pashalok from Calculates. What is your question for me? Yeah, thank you, Jason. So I know a little bit about you, and I know that you also doing immigration things so what is the most complicated thing in migration in immigration uh, are we talking about migration of technology <laughs> or are we talking about immigration of moving around the world yeah that's 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 where i need to rephrase my question <laughs> okay yeah for <laughs> sure yeah for sure i was it was a personal question about immigration yeah look i think that for me and you've immigrated i've immigrated where we've moved from our home country to other countries. And I think the biggest challenge, to be honest, is probably the culture shock. There's an element, I think even if you move to a country that speaks the same language, even if you move to a country that, you know, is truly similar to the country that you've come from, I think there's always going to be an element of culture shock. And certainly when I moved from the United States to New Zealand, it's very remote. It's down in the bottom of the world. It's far away from anything except for Australia, really. And certainly the way the culture has developed here, it's a very self-reliant culture. It's a very chin-up, nose-to-the-grindstone sort of culture, very pioneering the culture here in New Zealand. It's not a flashy, flamboyant type of culture. It's just not the way Kiwis are. And so when Kiwis are probably the word that I would use is significantly more humble than your average American. And as a result of that, when people don't shout from the rooftops what they're doing on any given day. And so it's it's probably to their detriment 
from a social media perspective, but it's probably very good from a productivity perspective. Uh, Kiwis don't really worry about what they look like in public in terms of being on social media or having a big social media brand, but they just get to work. And I like that, but definitely that was a culture shock when I first moved to New Zealand. And so even though we Americans and Kiwis both speak English, New Zealanders speak the Queen's English, right? And so there are differences there. There are different words that are used. There's different lingo. There's different local lingo that you would use as a Kiwi. And that's something that just takes time for you to pick up. And so it takes time for you to integrate and assimilate into the local culture, even when the culture is similar to where you've come from. And so I definitely think it for me, I I don't know how long it takes the average person to feel like they are at home in a new country. But for me, I would guess it took me maybe around five years uh, of living in New Zealand before I really felt like New Zealand was home. And it wasn't because I wasn't trying uh, to make New Zealand feel like home or it wasn't like I was pining away for America, making comparisons with America. It wasn't like that at all. It just, it took me five years to make a close circle of friends in New Zealand, to get used to the way things are done here, to get used to the language nuances, and to really just feel like I understood how New Zealand operated. And so I think for most people, it would take several years before they felt truly at home in a new country. And so I I think that people should always just expect that. If they're going to move to another country, expect that it's going to take you five to six years before you really feel like that new place is home. That would be my sense and my take, because most of the people that I know here, and I have lots of international friends in New Zealand that come from many different countries around the world, including Russia, they all say similar things that, look, it took us multiple years before we felt like we were actually at home and like we belonged here. So I think that's a pretty common feeling. Is that the kind of experience that you had when you emigrated? Yeah, I can just generally confirm your words. So it's just in uh, November this year. So actually this month, uh, six years, it's been six years. I'm here in Bratislava. And yeah, like probably one year ago, I started getting this feeling that this is my new home. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, give it five years uh, for this feeling, of of course. Listen, Nick, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. I love know, getting to know someone and getting to know how they handle both business and their personal life, wherever they happen to be in the world. And I get the pleasure and I get the joy of being able to speak to people all around the world on the pod. And I really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate you sharing your story, sharing the Calculates story. And uh, look, I wish you every success. It's a big beast of a challenge to tackle. Shipping, especially international shipping, is an absolute beast. Very complex. I've had uh, I've had multiple people from multiple different technology vendors on the podcast talking about shipping and the more I know the less I know it seems in terms of the complexity of the world of shipping and, and logistics is just mental. I wish you every success and I'd love to get you back on uh, another 6 12 18 months and see how far you've come in that time. So thank you very much for coming and sharing your story with us. Thank you very much, Jason. It was an exciting conversation. I liked it really much. To be honest, it was my first experience being at the podcast and speaking somewhere in public. So I really appreciate that. And yeah, good luck with this podcast. I think it's like extremely helpful for e-commerce industry and also startups. I think I think people can can take much out of it. So all the best and thank you very much for listening. Are you a merchant or software vendor that is focused on e-commerce or omnichannel? 
then head over to greenwoodconsulting.net to see how we can help you scale your business.